And welcome to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. Woo! I'm Beans. Yo, JP here, and per usual, there's a good energy in the gym. And I say that, and I mean, I'm, I'm actually tired, but here we are. We're going to bring the energy because it's what we do. It's true. It's just, it's who we are. And if you're wondering, no, we did not plan the jerseys. It just kind of happened today. Which just, you know, goes to show when something like this occurs organically, things are going well in the sports ball world, Riley. That and things are going well. Boomer Sooner. Go Boomer on. Sooner, baby. I mean, let's go. What a weekend. Your Sooners took down the Texas Longhorns. Sorry, Quentin Brandt. Love you, but <laughs> Q. Just bail on Texas, man. Bail on them. Pick, Horns down, baby. Pick someone else. Horns just, down. Just for your own sake. You know, that's always annoyed me. The horns down. This is like a flag automatically. Like they can do anything else, but this, just because of Texas, doesn't that irritate you? I don't understand. That has nothing to do with comments, but this always annoyed me. I don't get it. You know what I mean? I I don't get it. Like, why should we adjust because you guys are babies? I don't understand that. Hopefully, the fans continue to do it like crazy. Oh, it's hilarious. You know? Dude. When when Arkansas beat beat Texas, oh did gosh. you see that? Yes. <laughs> their yes. their entire team was like horns down, and then people were all commenting, "Welcome to the SEC." <laughs> I I love sports. I here's the deal. Like my I love sports as well. Love my Hawks beating Penn State. Penn State, by the way, can fall into a friggin' ocean. Like screw that university. Shouldn't even have a football program. But you know, fine. Good for you. You. uh I gotta be careful because if I say some things that are very, very harsh, but I hate Penn State thoroughly and more than any other Division One football program, really? and frankly, will for the rest of my life. Wow, that's so, actually impressive. Uh, that's that's for gonna be a lifelong fan, hatred. Lifelong that's, hatred. It's a weird one. Yeah, it uh, has everything to do with the Sandusky crap. Okay, that it's makes like sense. Just you literally should not have a football program. So. That's that's where I'm at. So I love it when my Hawks beat the friggin' Nittany Lions. It's glorious. I'm living on cloud nine. They're currently sitting at number two in the rankings. Unprecedented territory in my lifetime. So that's I, a scary spot to be. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm choosing to enjoy it. While um, it lasts I, for the next three weeks. Yeah, because I'm convinced they'll lose a game here somewhere. Oh, I'm I think, also I think they're, convinced. I think they're flawed enough. Like they'll they'll lose a game. But they're also having a special season. They're going to go 11 and one is my prediction right now. Getting the Big Ten championship game. My dad and I bought our tickets to Indy today, so we're going. We're there. Whether who's there? We're, we're, we're going to. Oh, the Hawks are going to be there. Hawks are going to be there. There is no doubt. Hawks are going to be there. It's just a matter of are they undefeated or are they 11 and one. They're, Either way. They're going to be your Big Ten West champs. It's a fun fall. We're in the thick of the best time of year from a sports perspective. College football's in full swing. NFL's gearing up. What what is this? Did we just finish week four for the pros? Week five already. Craziness. And playoff Major League Baseball. Absolutely love it. So I'm fully aware this is a a comic book podcast. But listen, when it's this time of year and when our teams are doing this well, we're not going to ignore that. We're not going to sidestep that. As a matter of fact, we're going to draw additional attention to it. Absolutely. So it's it's a great time to be alive, Riles. Great any, time. To any be day alive. is a good day when Texas loses to Oklahoma. Mm, so. mm-hmm. And Nebraska goes it's, ahead and loses as well. So that's my own like. I don't care if Oklahoma goes one and twelve as long as that one wins against Texas. I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah. 
That's, that's why they call it a rat I movie. I hate them so much. So mm-hmm. it's so good when we have this streak on them. So It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, hey, uh, for your listening enjoyment on this fine episode, we are going to flesh out even more of our thoughts on the Venom Let There Be Carnage movie. Hopefully you enjoyed the tease we gave you a week ago, shortly after seeing it in theaters ourselves. I hope uh, the energy's been building. 100%. You know, I, I want to hear what Hopefully it's the best part of your week. Yeah, we want to hear. Hopefully you're like, I want to hear what he's going to say. I think that's a fair expectation. Yes. A fair expectation. So we're looking forward to diving into that. We'll also hit up the what if finale. Is that last yeah, episode to, concluded just uh, six days ago as of the recording yeah, of this Yeah, we podcast. get to tackle three episodes. Yep. Oh, you're right. You're right. We've got, Three uh, we've got a whole triumvirate, including the finale. Yeah. And I'd like to kind of take a, a big picture view of, okay, now that we're through it, what do we think about it in general? Where do we see this kind of concept moving forward? But we'll get into that. Quick little plug here. For those of you that also enjoy the comic book gaming, I'd like to give a little shout out to this gem. Oops, sounds like I spilled half the chips. That's fine. I'll pick them up later. But give a shout out to my brother Mason out in California. Mason, well done. He sent me this this priceless little piece for my birthday a couple weeks ago. So Splendor, the Marvel version, great game, nice level of complexity, but not so complex that you have to play it five times before you get it. It's so, not even worth it at that point. It's you know? not. It's You're not. I've like, played those games, and it's like... You're like, yeah, never again. Yeah, that Kinda was like that's three hours I won't get back. So Pretty much Monopoly. A lot of fun. Good production value, so kudos to the Splendor folks. You guys crushed it. A lot of great character cards in here. Uh, so you won't be disappointed if that's your cup of tea. But without further ado, Riles, Venom. Venom. Let them. Let them. Let their. Let them be Carnage. Let them be Carnage. Let their be We're just going to let them be him. Here's kind of where I want to go with this. Okay, absolutely. You, in general, have a lot more uh, symbiote knowledge yeah, I'm, I'm than a, I do, which I, I respect. I geek out on Venom really yes, hard. And, and that's really great. So I want to lean into that. I want you to kick us off. I want to hear your thoughts. Let's let's just get it. Firehouse us. Let's see what we got. So I don't know if you really got this vibe, but I was thinking about it a lot as we were watching through the movie, but it kind of felt like it was an old school kind of feel. Okay. Did that feel like that to you at tell, all? Tell like me it more. Kinda like Maybe. it had like an 80s, 90s feel to it. Sure. I think 90s is too high. I think it was like an 80s. Like hmm. It was just one of those like action movies where it just kind of just... I don't know. That might okay. be the... Camp, okay. Like the... I like what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because... Like, even, like, Cletus's scenes, they just seem, like, wild. Like, the car, even. Mm-hmm. Like, the car scene. Yep. But, uh... Yep. Go ahead. No? Nothing? Oh, I'm... No, I'm, I'm, I totally I'm backing spaced, you up. I totally I'm backing you up. spaced out. Um, so... <laughs> Where am I? I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> you ever seen Animal uh, House? No. No? Okay. There's a fantastic scene. Just as a little aside here that what you just did reminded me of... So Will Ferrell's in that movie. Uh, Will Ferrell, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson's younger brother, uh, Vince Vaughn, great cast, great movie. At one point in the movie, Will Ferrell's character, who's just a ding-dong, right? Like just a dense bag of hammers throughout the entire movie, is in this scenario where he's having to give a uh, on-the-spot, off-the-cuff, shoot-from-the-hip, like detailed, educated 
and well thought through response to a question from the mediator. They're they're in this debate scenario. Oh wait, right? is this the one where they're um like trying to start a fraternity? Yes. Oh, okay, then I've seen it. Yes, yes. And Will Ferrell steps up to the podium to respond to the mediator's question, and just like machine guns for thirty straight seconds, this just nuanced, glorious, polished response. And then as soon as he says his last word. He just goes, where are we? Where am I? I just totally had an out-of-body experience. Came back. That's what that reminded me of. Oh, yeah. So I, I, do, I, I, I do that more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> uh, so 80s vibe. Yeah, that's kind of what get I felt that. like. Okay. And then, because I really liked... I'm just trying to wrap my head. Apparently, Let me, let me speak a, to that a little bit. Yeah. I, I like that take on it. Because thinking back to 80s action movies in particular, there are there is just clearly less of an emphasis on those movies of, hey, let's let's really flesh out this story. Yeah. Let's flesh out this character. It's like, no, here's who the character is. Um, there's just not a lot of development, typically in an 80s or 90s action movie. It's just the characters presented such as they are, and that's who you get. Throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the movie, and so I, I like that. Uh, I like that perspective on it. Um, I, I I like that movies now uh, that I would say are movies that I enjoy the most in the Marvel universe, for example. I like that they've grown a little bit, where there's more of that character mm-hmm. development. I enjoy that a lot. I do too. But I really like the parallel that you're drawing with hey, '80s, '90s action. I'm like okay. You know what? Good way of thinking through it. I like that. Yeah, because they they really do flip through scenes like it was just like so fast. yeah because so fast they go from Eddie and Venom talking and then all of a sudden you see Carnage and his lady burning down the old school like we right. don't like we right. kind of get a vibe of why he hates that school because he was bullied relentlessly there and it mm. was an orphanage so I mean he didn't have a great time but um, yeah. I liked. I liked. I wish we would have gotten more Eddie Brock and Woody, or not Woody, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cletus Cassidy, Cassidy, as played by Woody Harrelson. Yes, I wish we would have gotten more of that. Mm. But I guess my beef with it, we'll just go into my issues because that's great. The free flow. I think here. the main issue that I had was, and I saw somebody point this out, but we had a reason why the lady. Yep. Did not like the cop. That sure. made sense. Sure. We knew why Cletus yep. hated Eddie because Eddie exposed him, took yep. advantage of him. Right. Kind of went, pretty much went behind his back and was like, hey, this is how we're going to do it. I got all of you and all your murders. Right. And then, but we don't really get that. Why does Carnage hate Venom? We don't really get that. Mm. You know, sure. What and what's symbiote the on symbiote? And what's the significance? Am I pronouncing that right? Or is it symbiote? I, I always say symbiote. Symbiote. I've seen. I've heard symbiote I just want to too. Be, I just want to be consistent with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't like I said, that. you're the expert. Uh, you're the expert. Whole lot called that. Between the two of us, you're the expert. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, so for me, that's also I don't like the throwaway line that he's a red one. I don't. I don't. That doesn't make sense to me because that's never at least to my knowledge been that big of a deal with mm, symbiotes sure like they're all naturally different colors like you see five different ones in the first venom movie and they never emphasize different colors being a thing 
Like, it's it's not the Green Lantern core where each color is a different emotion. That's not mm. how it works for symbiotes. Okay. So I guess that threw me off a little bit. Okay. I didn't understand that because it was just a throwaway line. Yeah. They don't explain that. And then the biggest beef I had was I feel like they I feel like they leaned a little bit too much into the love thing because for me, I guess in all the things I've ever seen Cletus, Cletus is a lot like the Joker where he does not give a shit about human life whatsoever and what makes him and the symbiote so good together is because they're both the same way and there's both psychopaths yes exactly and yeah they they weren't on this the same page like the whole reason eddie beat him was because he said they aren't symbiotic right but in the comics they are probably more symbiotic than venom and eddie Mm, mm -hmm. because even more so like the symbiote kind of just for Venom, anyways, just kind of lives on Eddie. Like, but for Cletus and Carnage, Carnage is in his like bloodstream. Hmm. Like, it is that like connected. Like, they are they acknowledge themselves as one person. Interesting. Instead of Venom and Eddie, where they're like sure. two people, they sure. acknowledge that they're two individuals that are working together. But for Cletus and Carnage in the comics, it right. is they are one person. Right. That's how close they are together. Yep. So that kind of bothered me. But, and, and then obviously it bothered me that he was just done. Like, why? I guess it, I thought it was just, yeah. Okay, it's cool that you ate his head. Awesome. That's a great way to kill a guy off for Cletus. Like, pretty decisive. Pretty hard pretty, to come back from pretty, that. Pretty badass way to go out. Okay. <laughs> but I don't. I don't understand why he ate the Carnage symbiote. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me either. Mm-hmm. Does he get reabsorbed? And I guess that's is that like is there any carryover with that? Because I, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand that either. Is that any carryover from the first Venom movie? No. So like where the symbiotes are in the consuming one another. No. So in the first movie. They have five symbiotes, yep. and I don't remember what happened to the four. I know a lot of them were getting experimented on by right. that right. by that company. Yep. But I believe uh, was it Riot? I think it's Riot. That's the main right. one. Yep, that's right. In that movie, I'm pretty sure he gets blown up with the guy using him. Right. I think they get blown right. up in the rocket ship. Like yep. I don't think. Which makes sense because fire is one of their weaknesses. So we've seen one go out by fire and the other one pretty much go out by sound. Yep. Which I find actually kind of cool. But it just it doesn't add up to me why they ate him. So it seems did, like that's a hard way to actually kill a symbiote, well, yeah, by the way. Like, did, how, how do you actually chew a symbiote? Did, yeah, for real. Like, how, how's he not just gum? inside you, right? How's he not just inside you and all of a sudden he spreads out and like he's taken over or that symbiote is taken yeah. over? It would have. It would have made Seems more. Kind of s- counterintuitive. It would have made more sense, I guess, if we would have watched him like reabsorb the Carnage symbiote because that's how it kind of happens in the first place. Is you know, Cletus takes a bite out of Eddie and gets a little bit of the symbiote and it infects him and yada yeah. yada yada. But it's never even. Yep. I don't know. It's not, not even expressed that Carnage is his child in this mm. at all. It's mm-hmm. not like I need to kill my dad. That's not how that is at all. It's just like we need to kill well, him. That's, and that's just such a like when it's that is weird. all that's presented. It's like that's a pretty. It's just a non-existent motivator because most most of us aren't just going. Oh, dad! Therefore, I must kill you. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, well, t- exactly. Out. Like we need we need more than that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I yeah. mean, 
with Cletus, we we obviously know why he's evil. I mean, his he was abused and destroyed, so that's the only thing he knew how to do. And then yep. he killed his grandma and his mom. Yep. And then a lot of other people. Yeah. But for didn't handle that super no, well. No. But for yeah, for Carnage, I didn't I didn't understand the motive. Mm. And right. I don't know. It would have been cool to see some more the rape like. That's I think that's my main issue with this movie. Is it just I feel like it wasn't and we discussed this in our video too, it was not long enough. Right. I think right. they I wish they would have taken more time, made it a two hour movie, fleshed some more things out. Like right. it's it's good to see Carnage go on that rampage a little bit where Cletus just stops in the gas station, just kills that guy for no reason and kicks him like thirteen different times, you know? Because it establishes his insanity. Yeah. But like I don't know. I guess I wouldn't have even included the lady in it. I think I would have scrapped her for this movie. Well, as soon as the character of Shriek shows up, it, to me it was really obvious, like, oh, well, this isn't going to work because oh, the for sure is vulnerable to sound, and that is her thing, is sound. So it was such a such an obvious, I don't even know if you can call it foreshadowing. It was just a... Oh, Okay, so they're in love, except she produces massive amounts of sound. So as soon as he gets the symbiote carnage, well, that's going to be a conflict. It would have, like, I would have been okay with that character, with that individual being in the movie, but they don't reveal the fact that she has this ability to produce, right, like these massive sound waves until later. And then it's a, oh my, oh, oh crap, they can't actually you know, be together while he's yeah. got the symbiote in him. So it just... But, and I feel like, though... It just wasn't... Yeah. And I could be wrong, because I haven't read the old school comic with her in it, but sure. for me, it's... I feel like he picked the symbiote over her every day of the week. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. th I don't think his love for her would have been that deep. I think it would have been more of a Harley Quinn Joker situation where mm -hmm. I'm going to use you until I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I mean... Sure. Sure. Because he, I don't feel like he used her well enough against Venom. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. I don't... F mm -hmm. So to me, I feel like she was just there to keep Cletus grounded. And That's a good point, though. She could have been a heck of an asset against Venom but, and not necessarily Carnage. So I was only thinking of it through the lens of, well, this is a, this is a bad pairing for Carnage's sake. But if they were clever enough... Carnage and Cletus could have been far enough away from Shriek while she's going after Venom, separate Eddie from Venom. Cletus would have had, or Carnage would have had the capabilities of having that distance where it yep. could work. Yep. I mean, I know a lot of his stuff is battle axes and shit because he likes sure. to get in your face and kill you, but if Heck they of a guy. They Heck of a guy. If they planned it out, they could have switched spots where yeah. she was going to be up close okay. and personal. Okay. I don't, like... I don't know. That's just me, though, I guess. I would have used her better. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, I think she was just there to keep Cletus's character grounded and human, in a sense. I mean, he's not right. really human. But, right. you know. Yeah, I think what you said about the movie being longer, and it's a weird... It's almost like this paradoxical desire of, okay, I wish the movie was longer, but I didn't come out of that movie going, oh, that was, like, that was good stuff. I'd want to see that again. Like, for me, watching it once was enough. But I don't disagree. I think there was plenty there where if they would have added an additional half hour 
and frankly, not just added for the sake of adding, but taking their time. I think there were some good, like the bones were pretty solid. I did not know what to expect with Tom Hardy just because I still haven't seen all of the first Venom movie. I've watched recap videos, so I know what happens in the film. But that was my first time getting exposed to Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. He kills it. And he's great. He's phenomenal. He's great. My expectations were not high, not because of anything against Tom Hardy. Love me some Tom Hardy. I think he's outstanding. But I just don't, I don't even know like what to expect with the character of Eddie Brock. And so the way it was presented in the marketing campaigns, I was like, I don't know if this is really going to work. But it did. It was fantastic. Um, and so, and it all had to do with Tom Hardy, but then Woody Harrelson is cast really well. He was, he did really good. And I was worried after the first Venom with the really, really shitty wig Mm -hmm. that you could tell was a wig. Mm -hmm. That worried me a little. Yeah, that was, that was weird and nasty. But like the gal that plays Shriek, Naomi Harris, she's a good actress. I've seen her in a couple other films and she's excellent. Yeah, she wasn't Uh, bad in this movie. Andy Serkis is the director. I guess I can't say that Andy Serkis has directed any a movie that I've gone, whoa, outstanding, but Andy Serkis, just as a performer, is incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I would think that the guy could get behind the, you know, get behind the camera, get in that director's chair and do some good things and know how to tell a good story. And so it just felt like the sum total did not equal the individual parts yeah, I think, in this movie. I think, so. I think Andy Serkis was a good choice for the, the way the movie went because okay. he described it the entire time as a roller coaster ride. It's 90 minutes. It's going to go boom, 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 boom. Yep. I wish they wouldn't have done it that way because I've, like I said, I, I personally like when we get fleshed out characters. That's some of our best villains in, right. in, in cinema. So right. for me, I, that's what I wish we would have gotten out of Cletus because... I mean, now they set up for Toxin, and we can go into that in a little bit, mm. but it for me, for watching the cop go becoming Toxin, like the setup for that, yep. I don't, it doesn't hit me. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, I mean, I you can kind of see it coming, but there was no real like, okay, how'd he, how'd he become Toxin? Or, I mean, what's his motivation going to be? I don't have a right. clue. I mean, he's probably going to be pissed at Eddie for leaving him out of the loop. That's all, like, that's legit the only thing I can see him being mad about. Sure. Is just sure. being mad at Eddie for putting him in this situation. Mm. But what I, and what I loved about the movie, though, because we've been talking a lot about the, the issues. Sure, sure. But Let's what get back I, to the good. But what I love about the movie, obviously Tom Hardy, we discussed that. Tom Hardy is phenomenal as Eddie Brock. Yep. Eddie Brock's life is shit. It's always been shit. That man gets shat on and makes the... I wouldn't even say he makes the best out of it all the time. But I think he does a really great job in in presenting that. Like, he looks like garbage. So, (laughs) Which uh, is tough for Tom Hardy. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's... I think think the casting choices were all great. Like, Mm -hmm. I I didn't have an issue with that. Um, Also, other good parts. I mean... What did you think of the action? How'd that sit with you? Actually, the city fight's pretty good. Yep. Yep. Maybe a a touch more of light, but I I loved the church setting. Mm. And I think that's what we were... I think we were missing one more fight. Yep. I think... I think Carnage... Just just one fight. It was the one big one. I think we should have had one 
one fight between Venom and Carnage before, like, Venom leaves him for a little while. Right. And then comes back. Because that's, honestly, that's the reason why Venom should have left him, is because they lost to Carnage. Mm -hmm. And then Venom's like, I'm not good enough to protect you. Mm -hmm. I can't protect anyone. Mm Bye-bye. He leaves. And then Eddie's, like, depressed. Yeah. That's honestly how Venom should have left that. Right. But, yes, we were missing one fight beforehand. And then maybe we could have gotten that explanation of, I hate you, Dad. Why? Because you suck. I don't know. Like, we didn't even... <laughs> That's a horrible example. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... you're right. There, there needed to be more than just the one confrontation with Carnage and Venom. Like, that's not enough for that movie. And Carnage should have won overwhelmingly the yep. first time. He yep. should have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, any time in a movie where... <laughs> the primary adversary is dispatched by the end of the movie. Like that makes it, you you have to work pretty hard to convince us as the audience that, Hey, this, this is a bad guy that's actually worth, like has some, has some reason to be feared, Mm -hmm. to be intimidating. Uh, Because typically if all they've lasted is two hours, two and a half hours, or in this case, 90 minutes, usually when that adversary gets dispatched, kind of left going, well, were they really that tough? Sometimes, yeah. But in this case, I think that was a little bit of a tough a tough sell, which is underwhelming when it's carnage because you know, right, the expectation is this is the most villainous, violent, awful, psychotic, and powerful symbiotic being yeah. that in particular for this movie is in this universe. I think I think the main problem that the Venom franchise has suffered is that they don't have the balls to just make it rated R. Sure. They, they're they trying to ride that PG-13 sure. line, and I'm telling you, just make it R. There's there's no reason Carnage should be in a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Carnage, I mean, unless you have Spider-Man on there and you can kind of manage it a little bit gotcha. better. Yeah. But for me, yeah. when it's Carnage Venom-focused, it Carnage should be, it should be a bloody mess. Mm-hmm. It should be a bloody mess. Yep. Like... And it felt like they were right on the edge that they wanted to go that they direction with his jailbreak. Oops, sorry, with the jailbreak, and they just didn't, uh, you know, didn't commit to it. And and you and I have talked about this. Like that's not like I respect that. That's not something that I personally personally am hankering for. Like when we talk about Suicide Squad, it's like oh, that was a good movie, but dang, so gross. But that is a character of Carnage where it's like it's hard to. Hard to see how he can be affected without some escalated uh, escalated violence. That's just who his character is. But for me, it's not even like necessarily a hankering. For me, it's like this is who the character Correct. is. Yep. And for me, that's yep. what I want to see. Like that's why I like Suicide Squad's gore because yep. that's what the Suicide Squad is. We should see one person's brains get blown out of their head. That's what we go there for. <laughs> right. So right. and like Deadpool, like. They wanted to push the R limit, and they should, because it's Deadpool. He does not give a shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for Carnage, like, I, I know Joker's worked in PG thirteen aspect as well, but but I mean, look at what they did with the Solo movie. They made that rated R, and it did well. And that's a character that would thrive in an R rating. Like, can you imagine the Punisher going on there and being PG thirteen? Yeah. That's a good comparison. I mean, it, it, it doesn't... That's why the Netflix series comparison. was so good, because 
it's part yeah it's part of it i think there's i think there's a line that's got that has to be found and and honored so to speak or a boundary is probably the more appropriate word rather than line where it's like for i think for most or a lot of fans there's going to reach a point where it's like if all you're doing is violence for violence's sake like it's like that's that's going to be tough to to really get on board with but when it can genuinely enhance the character like it does with the Punisher. I yep. think it's a fantastic example. Um, then there's a place for it, and then there's then there's an opportunity for it to make the story, make the character better. Um, and I don't disagree that that's something that, in the case of Carnage's character, it's like that's a, it's probably just got a piece. Like if you're gonna choose to have that yeah. be your adversary, you probably need to go the R-rated route. Otherwise. Pick someone else. Go PG thirteen. That's fine. But with Carnage, it's like he's, whew, he's, he's the so, worst. He's like Cletus killing that dude for no reason in the gas station. I'll bring it up again. That's a that's the only time. There are only a bit, there are very few characters that it's okay for them to just kill everyone and any, anyone. Yep. Joker, Carnage are like the top two off the top of my head. Yeah. Where you need to see them just offing people left and right. Yep. I mean, Heath Ledger's no Joker. No provocation, just just because. Heath Ledger's Joker, we watched stab a dude with a pencil. I mean, it just popped real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Like, they have no regard for human life, so that's important to see for those characters because yeah. they are mentally insane. That's yeah. part of the that's part of the just nasty darkness just for nasty. it. So, but the other hope we got out of it, I mean, I think the end credit scene made that entire yeah, movie we gotta, worth we it. Yeah, we got to get into that. No, no doubt. No doubt. I'm glad, if nothing else, I'm genuinely glad. Glad I saw the movie for two reasons. One, to get to see what Tom Hardy brought to the table with that character. Um, and related to that, the end credit scene where we get the reveal that, oh, wow, now Venom's in the MCU. Because I want more of Tom Hardy in that character. And... As we've expressed in previous discussions about how frustrating it is for DC to be fumbling away a guy like Henry Cavill as its Superman. Still fumbling away. Still fumbling, actively fumbling away. Fresh wound, it'll always be fresh. Um, It would be, now, Venom's not on the same level in terms of significance to Marvel as Superman is to DC. Correct. (laughs) But. He's a significant Marvel character nonetheless, and so it would have been a real shame given what Tom Hardy has done with that character and can do. It's like, are you really going to find somebody that is going to be better for this version of Venom, which I think is a worthwhile version of Venom, to bring into the MCU? It's like, don't do that. Just bring Tom Hardy and his Venom in because his Venom fits. Like, there's there's violence, absolutely. There's uh, there's quirkiness with their relationship. There's plenty of great humor, but it works. I'm not sure why it works. I'm not sure if it should work, but it does. It does work, and there's a lot of potential there for now that this character is in the Marvel realm, for them to go anti-hero, for them to go full villain. Full villain. Yep. Or to go full protagonist and be like, you know what? Yeah, Venom's a little messed up, but he is a good guy. Right? I mean, we've got, for some reason, I'm thinking of Rocket Raccoon, who's just a douchebag. And yet, he's clearly on the side of the good guys and has been a 
a significant part of the movies that he's been in and a significant character in terms of just the stories that Marvel has chosen to tell. So for some reason there's a parallel there to me for or a similarity from Rocket Raccoon to to Venom. But that that was huge. That that end credit scene was was absolutely wild in that respect. Because there was no subtlety. It's just, oh they're in. Yeah, and he's like And he and he's in it in a point in time where he could show up in Spider Man No Way Home. For sure. And I I, I don't know if stuff. he will Agreed. They might save him, and I kind—I almost kind of hope they do. I don't think they will. I think we'll see him towards the end. I don't know how they're gonna. I, cause I, I think end credits. I think end credits too. I don't. I, think they I agree. Save I don't him. think. I don't think in the in the body of the I, movie. I feel like it gets to be too much. Totally agree. Don't think there's any reason to rush that. But so Tom loves this character so much. So just let him run with it. Yep. It's the same with Ryan Reynolds and how much he loves Deadpool. He's been yep. wanting to play Deadpool forever. So obviously he's going to put his heart and soul into the character and do what he can to make it good. So yep. let Tom Hardy go. I mean, also, you know, you said like Superman's very integral to DC and Venom's like a good character, but he's an integral part for Spider-Man yep. and his lore Yep. All the way through. No doubt. Even even not even if you choose not to have the symbiote, Eddie Brock in himself is important to Spider Man. Like, depending on the iteration. So sure. sure. For me it's just it's I can't wait. I can't wait to just get It's the, great. I, it, it's the great. Spider logo on him is gonna be sick. Yeah. That's what I can't wait for. I did love the design of the character. I thought the look of the character of Venom was outstanding in this movie. Um, totally agree. We're missing the spot, the spider and, logo, and but some just web the, slinging. Yep, but just Venom doesn't the, really do that. Yeah, just the bulkiness of the character. Like his height is tremendous. How broad his upper body is. Um, the face. Just, the face is awesome. Face is fantastic. So much no better doubt. than the Tobey Maguire Venom three face. Man, I can't even tell you what that was, but it yeah. basically looked like Spidey's mask with yep. teeth. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But so, so no, I, I thought the I thought that they knocked. You can't miss on that. No, you can't no. swing and miss on the on the aesthetic piece. So it, it's very exciting. It's very exciting that that character is in the MCU. That's a strong addition, especially. It, it, it gives me a little bit of comfort, like in this time of the MCU where we're bringing in fresh characters that are so fresh none of us have actually heard of them like Shang-Chi okay the Eternals yep. who and, and again enjoyed Shang-Chi looking forward to the Eternals Eternals is going to be huge um, but I, I love that we're getting some more familiar uh, or at least more known quantity that gives me just a little bit more what do I want to say just a little more reason to tune in like this is just so yeah this is, I'm going to get a little bit off on a tangent, so we won't go too far down this. But this is a little bit of a risky phase right now for the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they are putting a lot of cachet in these characters that are very much unknown. And it's one thing to do that when you have a character like Captain America where prior to those movies coming out, like the first Captain America movie and the first Avengers movie, you know, you ask most people hey, what do you know about Captain America? There's not a lot no. of known uh, known aspects of his character, but you at least know that it's 
that's that's the dude that fought in World War II and then he like shows up in modern times. Okay, right? There's a fundamental. Yep. Hey, I know, I, you know at least something about yep. the character. Shang Chi. No, no, nothing. The Eternals. Nothing. Uh, shoot, you could even use Iron Man as an example. It's like, okay, pretty simple. Dude in the iron suit flies around. But that's all that anybody really knew in general. For right? sure. Uh, about the character of Tony Stark. And so it's just a, it's almost a counterintuitive way to go because Marvel has built this cinematic universe up so well. And it seems like, okay, now you could really cash in and bring in even more well known characters. And so for them to be going, very much the other direction with it. Um, it, it just it makes me nervous because I'm not convinced that they're going to stick that landing. Yeah. So it helps give me some hope that Venom is a okay, safety net. Yeah, I'll, if you're going to do both, I'm I'm more likely to to look at this phase with optimism. Doesn't mean I'm right or wrong as far as is it going to be worthwhile? Is it not? I don't know. I just know as a fan, I'm encouraged to know that while we're doing these new properties yeah we're also taking the time to tell the stories of the characters that i personally know more about and care more about right now to me i think the thing that worries me the most is what sony's plan is mm-hmm. we're getting a morbius movie coming soon that i don't care about i can't believe that's but, actually that like i cannot believe that movie actually exists but michael keaton's vulture is going to be in it. i know i and can't believe that movie actually exists so i don't that's that's where I get confused because I don't know what their plan is with him. If it's in a separate universe, which I think it is. I think it's its own separate universe, which doesn't make sense to me too. So Multiverse does, thing. Okay. Does he get brought in? Hmm. And how long... This is... My worry is they bring in Venom for one or two MCU movies and then they bring him back to his original universe and then we don't have him interacting with Spider-Man anymore. I don't care if he's not interacting with Tom Holland's, if it's Tobey Maguire's or if it's Andrew Garfield's. As long as he's interacting with a Spider-Man, that's Mm -hmm. what matters to me. Mm -hmm. But for them to just use him there for a movie and then pull him back out, that'll kind of frustrate me a little bit. I gotcha. And so... Listen, if you're Sony, the smart thing to do is share a financial partnership with Marvel over the character, but let Marvel do the hard work yes. of making the movies. Well, like, stop trying to make the dang movies. Spend those, spend that time, energy, and resources elsewhere. Like, let these characters that you have ownership over, like, bring money in for you without you doing the work. And then you can take that money and go invest it in other opportunities because you just can't. If you're Sony, you're too limited with the characters that you have access to to flesh out a legitimate comic book universe that anybody is going to give a rat's ass about. It's too late now. It is. That you've missed your window. You had a window. You missed it. So you don't need to just cut all ties and be without the benefit of the financial boon that these characters can provide. But you got to realize like you you don't have the ability to make the kind of movies that people are going to go see to actually make you the money that you want to make. The best bet you've got, the most value you've got out of these characters is to partner with Marvel, make the money without spending the same amount of time, energy, and resources that they are, and go do something else. And I'm so I'm so worried about Craving the Hunter. I don't even know why they're making that movie. That He, he deserves his own Spider-Man movie. He's such a good villain. Like, he... Craven's last I wouldn't even stand. worry about it because even if they make that movie, we're not going to go see it. 
<laughs> Who's going to go see that? We're not. Like, we won't not go even see if it's that. our job at this point? No. No. <laughs> it's like, spare me. I don't. We don't need to waste but, our time with that drivel. Like, create, so I, like that movie's pointless without Spider-Man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. There's some Those villains. characters need to have Spider-Man. I mean, Riley, if Venom needs a Spider-Man, Morbius and Craven sure as heck okay. need a Spider-Man. Spider-Man, or Venom needs a Spider-Man. To, Venom needed a Spider-Man to start with, and then he didn't need him to finish. That's one of those. That was a yep. character that would have benefited having Peter and Spider-Man should have been the first antagonist, and then you build up to Carnage. Right. That would have been still movie two. Right. But for Venom to really succeed, that's yep. how you should have done that. Right. But for a character like Craven, for a character like Mor- Morbius, needs either Spidey or Blade because he's a vampire. Yep. And then. And all the other, there's only like two Spider-Man villains I can think of off the top of my head that could do well on their own, and mm-hmm. that is Norman Osborn, who is an interesting character in himself, where he does, he can start off with Spider-Man, but you could branch off and have like a Green Goblin Disney Plus, or okay. and there's a time where he goes okay. by the Iron Patriot, and yep. we watch the Dark Avengers. That's another time where Norman would do well, but and the other one would be Otto Octavius. Sure. Being the superior Spider-Man, and we mm. get a one-shot of that. Gotcha. But other than that, and the thing is, Otto's still Spider-Man in that. So Bizarre. I, do, I just don't understand where Sony's going with it. They were trying to make a Black Cat movie for the longest time, and they scrapped that. They were trying to make a Silver Sable movie, which, by the way, no one gives a shit about Silver Sable. If 90% of people do not know who Silver Sable is, and the only 10% that I would even think of remotely would know of Silver Sable has either played the Spider-Man PS4 game or watched the 90s animated series. By the way, phenomenal. But Good plug. It just, just makes you wonder, in that decision-making room, I feel how like are they scraping. talking themselves into this? At, so, I think at, they're anyway. just grasping at straws at that point. Yeah. They're like, well... Yeah. That's the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I, what can we pull? I'm not nervous about it, I don't think, because here's the deal. If Sony keeps pumping any of those movies out, they're all going to flop. They just are. People are not going to go and watch those movies. Unless so, Spider-Man is involved. And I just don't think they're going to be able to make that happen. I don't think so either. I, I just don't. So minimal concern on my part. It's just disappointing to see a studio just in general make a movie that you're like, that's gonna suck. I That's love, just not good. So don't don't do that. I just love Craven so much. Like he's such a good Spider-Man villain sure. and, that it breaks my heart that his first appearance is gonna be in a solo movie. Sure. You could give Craven a Disney Plus series, I guess. But even then, it's like just give him. Yeah. yeah. He needs his own movie. I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, man. I I don't get it either. But and then final note before we switch over to what if yep. um, the cop was set up for those of you who don't know and I picked up on it right away the badge is Pat- Patrick Mulligan was that his yep. first name Patrick so in the comics he's the my f- name Peter Mulligan Peter Patrick something with a P it'd be weird if it's Peter as well just listed he's just listed on IMDB as Detective Mulligan not helpful I think it's Patrick. We'll stick with Patrick. Because I think he's like Irish. 
in the comics. Fair enough. I think. Patty Mulligan. Doesn't matter, but um, he is the first wielder of the Toxin Symbiote. Um, the Toxin Symbiote is basically Carnage's kid, and he's the 1,000th Symbiote in his bloodline, meaning he's 10 times stronger than Carnage and Venom combined. Like, 10 times might be a little exaggerative, but he... Significantly. It, it does take both of them in the comics when Toxin first arrives. Both of them come to the agreement, hey, we need to team up and kill this thing, because if we let this thing live, it will, it will kill us all. Right. That's how... That's how scared Carnage and Venom were to the fact that they were going to put all their bygones aside and they were going to go pick on their grand grandson and son. <laughs> so Just bizarre, man. Um, yes, so that's what they set up. Toxin's not really a bad guy, though. Like, originally, I believe in the comics, the cop tried to be a good guy with him and then uh, the symbiote's hunger for brains kind of took over. Again, That'll happen. I, again, if I remember that correctly, I could be wrong. Look That'll it up for happen. yourselves. But, um, yes, so, and Toxin is way cooler in design than both Venom and Carnage. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, that, I can understand, was a very controversial statement, but it is sick. So look up Toxin. He's got a green tongue, I'm pretty sure. Black and red. It's amazing. So... I, I just don't I'm, I don't know if he's gonna be a good villain. It's it's one of those things. It's just yeah. Venom almost needs a non symbiote adversary in his next in his next movie. I think that's honestly what he needs. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. Otherwise, it's just too. It's already too much of a pattern. Now it's we've had two kaiju fights already. Still, we don't uh, need another kaiju fight. Jeepers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's kind of what it is. It's yeah. That's what the Hulk and Abomination should be. It should be two monsters fighting all the time. But yeah, need something different. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's a good chunk of time spent on our guy Venom. Bless you. We're glad to have you in the MCU, buddy. Looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Let's chat some what if. So we've got the final three episodes to coast through. I was like, what was episode seven? I couldn't even think of it. I I had to look here. I'm doing a little little cheat. Little cheat peek. So, episode seven, eight, and nine are the three episodes yep. we're referencing. Episode seven, and I just I remember this episode, but for some reason I had it as the second to last. What if Thor was an only child? Is episode seven. Yep. Okay. And then the Ultron episode was episode eight. Yep. So, what if Ultron won? And then, what if the Watcher broke his oath? Was episode nine. Um, overall, I would say a strong finish. To the series? Yes. Um, I really enjoyed the finale where all of a sudden, I say all of a sudden because this, in my mind, was not teased uh, throughout this series. All of a sudden we had, oh wait, this all ties together. And that was not something that in the prior episodes was presented as a possibility. Like they were presented Mm -hmm. as isolated universes, Literally, the what-if scenarios where one decision, one choice makes that significant of a difference creates this own branch universe. And so I was delighted when it all tied together. Um, but it also left me a little a little salty about, now, wait a minute, why, why, wasn't that, why wasn't that teased? Why wasn't that shown as this is going to all pay off at the end? So it felt a little bit like, like when I watched the, the in first... In the series itself. Yes, yes. It felt okay. a little bit too much... Like the first two episodes of WandaVision, where you're watching, you're going, 
okay, wh what are we doing? Like, wh how is this supposed to tie in and have any significance? Difference with WandaVision is that by episode three, you get that payoff yep. and you realize, oh, that's, that's what we're doing. That's where we're going. This took till episode nine. That's too long. That's too, that's too well, long. Seven, episode the, seven. Ultron comes in at seven at the end. Sure, little tease. Little tease. Little the tease. ultimate payoff wasn't until episode nine. So I, fair enough as far as the tease on episode seven. Um, so that that's where I'm at with it. With the enjoyed the finale, pretty salty that it wasn't uh, it wasn't teased better throughout. Um, that, those are my initial general thoughts. Okay. What about you? My initial thoughts. I'm going to break it down by each episode. Do it. Episode seven, lame. It was. I did not care it at. Was. You had. It sucked. You had Let's such. Let's be real. It sucked. You had <laughs> such a cool basis on what if Thor was an only kid. That's cool. Also, seeing Jotunheim Loki being a frost giant, that was kind of cool to see. That's not yep. something I would have. I didn't see that coming at all no, in that episode. No. But they call Captain Marvel back for that. They didn't call her back for shit in the first two Avengers. There were two Avenger movies. We're getting invaded by aliens left and right, and Captain Fury was like, "Now nah, we're going to leave her on Reed. We don't need to pull her in yet. What? And then you pull her in for Party Thor. That was a really weak payoff for oh one of Thor's only gosh. child. Oh, he parties. That, that's it? Which... In his defense, it kind of makes sense that he would have zero responsibility, but that that's the outcome. He hides but things that was, from his mother. That was it, right? That's it so, was just the so build up he's so good. A the, partying teenager. The premise so good, and the oh, the direction was awful. So that was a shit one. That was a shit episode. Totally agree. Episode totally eight. Agree. Episode eight, I thought was fantastic. Mm -hmm. The fact. I, mm -hmm. the, the coolest pull out of this entire series was bringing back Arnim Zola. Mm, I sure. loved that pull. Sure. Because he was around in Winter Soldier. We yep. see a little bit of him. Obviously, yep. you saw him in the first one, and then he's not really talked about again. Right. But to have him come back in Episode 8 and be like, oh, they're going to make him a plot point. Right. This is really cool. Right. And then you also know, too, okay, as soon as he hacks into that robot, yep. Um, he's going to try to take over because he's evil and he's a Nazi. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I also, I also, I mean, you watched Ultron take over Vision's body, which, by the way, badass. But, and then here's the thing that pisses me off. But he just sliced him in half immediately. Thanos. Thanos comes down with five, mind you, five of the six Infinity Stones. Totally agree. Two and just slices him open casual. in half. To There's no way. They would have had a way longer fight than that. that was, you just tried to save time. Listen, you can show Ultron defeating Thanos because you want to demonstrate how powerful Ultron is. For sure. The single slice, like... Too, that's too easy. Come on. Way too easy. You, Be more you, creative. That man Be had... creative. That man had two movies, okay? That's how badass of a villain that guy was. Took out half of the universe and you slice him in half with one infinity stone compared to five. Does not make sense to no. me. No. But. No. Uh, Could have done better with that. Uh, but the Ultron versus Watcher fight, that was pretty cool. Mm. I didn't have a problem with that fight. Right. Like Discovering you actually, the realm that the, wa that the Watcher is just dwelling in. And you actually from. see that Watcher is more 
than just a guy that watches things, which mm-hmm. is what we were concerned about. He actually can fight. He's got some cosmic level threat. He's not just a pervert. He's not just a pervert. That's Good incredible. You, He's not just a pervert. Good for you. Way to grow up. Way to do better. And then uh, episode nine where it kind of pays off. And I yeah. think and I think the one thing that sucks, and I know it was because of COVID, I wish we would have seen that Gamora fleshed out for that to make more sense. I was going to ask you about that. Why didn't – okay, you're saying it was a COVID thing. That's you, what they're you know. saying, yeah. Huh. It will be in the next season. Okay. Because what made me so upset about that – like the little clips we saw, yeah. we actually had a Tony that lived. Yeah. And that Sakar armor was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know how cool that was? It was great. And we have no idea why how they got their hands on the Infinity Gauntlet. We have no idea why they're burning it down. So it's kind of just like, I feel like you kind of revealed your cards for that episode when we get there. Mm. But, like, why... why it just didn't make sense to me why you picked that Gamora, and that's only because we got robbed of that episode. And I w- robbed is, we got robbed, but not because of Marvel. That was a, like, they, like I said, they so said it was a COVID circumstances, issue. Yes. you might say. Yes. Yeah. And and like watching Killmonger go after the Infinity Stones again, that was to be uh, expected. Yes. Yeah. So to watch them freeze in time, Tony or not Tony. Doctor Strange was a badass. Yes. And I no longer want people to call him the evil Doctor Strange because I don't think he's evil. No. People mistake that. Like, no. he's just now all powerful because he did some dumb stuff when he was call sad. Call him the Supreme Strange. I agree with that. Yeah. Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme. Yes. Like yeah. a like a loaded pizza. You bet. He's just got all the toppings. Yep. All that spice. All he's the in toppings. there. All that zest. But yeah, I, I agree. The Thor episode was terrible. It was... Easily, easily the worst episode of that entire series because this series is all the whole value of it is based on premise of well if we change this aspect of the character you get this different version and when the only like difference from the payoff of the difference for Thor is that he just parties and tries to hide from his mom like, are you serious? Like, that's it? That's all we get? That was so underwhelming. The premise... So disappointing. And the premise... The, the thing that makes it the worst part, though, is the premise was so good. Yeah. You have, a, you have Thor who didn't learn how to be responsible because he didn't have a brother to be responsible for. Yeah. So you could have had him, you know, go into some situation where he doesn't realize his responsibilities until it's too late and his mom died. Like, his mom should have died. That's what they should have went with. And then he should have been fighting the Frost Giants. And yeah. watch him and Loki crack, crash yeah. again. This this is a personal beef of mine that I don't think is shared by many folks. Because um, Chris Hemsworth is a funny dude. Uh, and I also think that this is already this is past the point of it changing. But I'm, I'm getting tired with how much the character of Thor is used for primarily comedic relief like we've talked about with asgard it's like there's a lot of awesome opportunity for the cosmic aspect of thor to be fleshed out to be explored and to have all kinds of fantastic payoff and right now his character is just utilized most often and most frequently as a hey let's do something funny well what if thor says viva las vegas 
that's that's what we get from that. Like that's yeah. our reward. That's th- the payoff. And I think Marvel screwed up in the aspect of they should have they had the opportunity to make Thor their Lord of the Rings. Yeah. They really did. Thor could have been your Legolas in a sense, not because of the hair, but just because of the style and Imagine play. Orlando Bloom as Thor. I, I, I'm glad we have Chris Hemsworth. Yes, I'm I glad too. we've got Chris. I am too. Yeah. But like to have that exploration and of lands and seeing all these new things set up, like mm-hmm. yes, it's good to have comedic relief, but that's not for Thor. Thor's supposed to be well, he's supposed to be the ruler of Asgard. Like it's 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 good to have that with the character. Like there is a lot of opportunity for humor with that character. The reason it's a beef for me is that it misses. Like you're spending that much time on, hey, he's hilarious. You're missing out on how genuinely like mighty and cosmic and awesome and unique the character is and it just feels like you're taking not taking it for granted what do i want to say it it just feels like you're cheapening yes you're cheapening it and i don't like that like embrace the cosmic aspect of the character let's let's get on board with that i'm all in and instead, they're like, oh, this is kind of silly, isn't it? Yeah. The Norse God of Thunder. Thor. Do the Las Vegas. Thor is funny because of his cockiness and his Correct. smugness. Yep. And yep. he's not funny, like, for that reason in the movie. Like, in the movie, he's right. funny to be funny. And I, I get that they needed to revamp the Thor movies because the first two did. didn't do well. They did. So, and but that's not Marvel. Yeah. So they really take away from the valor and the honor mm-hmm. of Thor. Like, mm-hmm. Thor should be your warrior. Mm-hmm. He is essentially like, I will die for this cause. Yeah. I will live for this cause. Yeah. And vows and these should be used. Oh, have at these? Yes. Where have are at have at these, yo? Where the heck are they? Like. Yeah, totally agree. There's there's a majesticness that is missing. Yeah. I, and I yeah. agree with you on it's that. It's really well said. It's really well said. So well, we said it. Of course, it's well said. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So that was a bummer of an episode. Yes. But yeah, the Ultron episode was great. I totally agree with your beef on the. Well, Thanos was dispatched awfully fast, but love the dynamic of Natasha and Clint being <laughs> two of the only surviving people on and Earth. Out of all the people, just those two. Just great. Just great. So loved the and to see, loved the last survivor aspect of that episode with the two of their characters. To see him sacrifice himself for her this mm-hmm. time around it was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was um, a good twist. Good twist. Didn't didn't mind that at all. And then when he like crashes in on the watcher, that was something else. So that was great. That was great. And then how about the watcher like duking it out with Ultron? Did you see that coming? No, I didn't. No. It was a sweet fight, though. Yeah. Like, it was fantastic. The fact that he armored up and was like, all right, well, I'm done messing around. Right. Which, right. on another note, I feel like Marvel missed out on a big opportunity. I I honestly wish, after watching this, I really wish we would have seen the Watcher kind of narrate the movies in a sense of, like, setting it up. Hmm. Like, just to have that outsider perspective. I honestly think that would have been really Makes cool Makes me wonder if we'll get that, like, in these, uh, From in these now future on, movies, right? I would love that, right? honestly. That'd be kind of fun. Okay. Because you could have... Okay. Because essentially you could have had Stan Lee in that role, too, which would have been fantastic. <laughs> oh. You know? Sure. True believers. And just, like... <laughs> se- like... Those like are the that. two that would have been amazing. And I know you don't really need a narration, a narrator in these senses, but... Yeah. It kind of just 
brings in the fact that this is all one universe. So to have that one guy that's consistent among all movies, but not important to the plot at all. Right. right. Like that'd be a lot of fun. I think it would be. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, no, no doubt, no doubt. I, I would love to see that in the future movies. That'd be that'd be really. Cool. I kind, I really do. I, really I can't believe I'm getting that. on board with wanting more of the Watcher. Here I am, just you know, shaming him, calling him a pervert, calling him out, and yet. And whoever passionate. voiced him was fantastic. Yep. Uh, Je- oh, his first name is Jeffrey. Darn it. Why am I? I want to see his face. Yep. Because I, I know I've heard, I've heard his voice before. Jeffrey Wright. He's playing uh, Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movie. That guy's voicing the Watcher? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That is not who I thought that was going to be. There he is. But I liked it a lot. His voice is outstanding. It was perfect for outstanding. that. Outstanding. It really was. Yep. So He's got such a unique and just tremendous voice. It just so fits. Perfect. But Perfect. It was, it was, it was definitely... It feels like they, they're setting some of their old episodes up for new, second episodes, too, in the new movie. Sure. I think they're done with their Marvel Zombies. Because they kind of like just unloaded all the zombies onto <laughs> onto yep. Vision, yeah, uh, right. or Ultra right. Vision, <laughs> but uh, but um, Supreme. like they're gonna make they're gonna make a Captain Carter two. Sure, they set up they set up for Steve to make his return, which yep. I'm hoping he is like. The Winter Soldier. Same. That would make Same. Just make, Winter Soldierized. With with the suit instead of just like mm-hmm. Ah, ah, mm-hmm. Ah, stabby stab. Stabs. Stabby stab. The stab. With the knife. Yes. But yeah. um and then the the Guardians of the Galaxy saving Peter Quill from Dairy Queen. <laughs> you know I that that has some potential too to it where they're yeah. <laughs> well, overall I think this series I, I really do. Two things I'm on board with. One, I'm, I'm okay with... Uh, I love the premise of, hey, let's explore alternate... Such a good premise. Alternate realities. You bet. All for it. They need to... I, I need to be careful before I get too far off that tangent. So I like that. Love the premise. Second thing I, I do enjoy and am okay with seeing more of is the animated style. Um and shoot, I'll even flesh this out into a third thing. I like the amount of time that you get to spend with that alternate yes. universe. Doesn't need to be longer than it was. About thirty it, solid minutes of footage for each episode. That, that's that's the right amount of time. It's a one shot. Yep. It's essentially a yes. one shot. Yes. So enjoy those three things. Now with the premise, you got to be more bold. Stop like they're playing it way too safe. It's like they're taking a mirror to the movies. And just inverting it, like we talked about with the Captain Carter episode, where it's like you just, it's the same story, it's just now it's Peggy Carter instead of Steve Rogers in that role. Kind of and that, that happened multiple times, I thought, throughout, throughout the series. It kind of happened with the Guardians of the Galaxy one with T'Challa instead. Like, right. The only reason right. things went better is because he wasn't stupid. Right. That's pretty much it. He's like, oh, I'm smart, and I can, I can, and I have that. King's heritage in me, where yep. I, I the have the Killmonger sense for episode diplomacy. was was really similar in that respect. That was, they for that movie they just combined Iron Man and Black, and Black Panther, Panther, combined it to, together, and right. then said we're going to make Killmonger win, yeah. which is fine that they made Killmonger win. By the yep. way, I, that was not the beef that I had. No, it no. was just the fact that it was it was boring. Yep, the Thor episode we've already bashed plenty. 
The most original episodes were really the fourth, fifth, and sixth episodes where Doctor Strange goes too far, right? We didn't have Christine dying. Like, there was still the car accident. That was still, right? That was still the common thread. But now it's, hey, Christine dies, and now Doctor Strange goes nuts. So the only, the only similarity was the car accident, and then the rest of it was very original there's, making of an like making an effort to tell an original story. There's a, it was outstanding. There's a reason why that is probably the most favorite episode amongst most people who right. watch this because it is unique. Yes, you see a different side of yes. The magic you're not realm. just seeing essentially he, the same story. He goes somewhere else. He starts doing different things. You kind of get to see more of the mystical realm of things. Yep. So it's and it's all unique. And then you watch him fight himself. Right. And it's just fantastic. Yeah. So that was outstanding. The zombies episode again wasn't my cup of tea. Wasn't I'm mine not a big either. Zombie guy. I'm gonna sneeze here. <laughs> I'm okay, but still original. Like we didn't have any zombie stuff in the Marvel movies. So okay, I, I, I'll give you points for originality there. And that then, was clever. And then I say the only other one. I know you said four, five, six, but I think. Oh, sorry. I think you meant sorry, three, I meant four, three, four, five. five. Thank because you. yep, episode Thank three. You. It isn't really talked about enough, I don't think, but the fact that they have Hank Pym going on a murder spree right? and right before the Avengers originally assemble, I think right. that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Like, Hope dying is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that there's nothing... I mean, we know who Hope Van Dyne is, but not that she was ever a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. That was never a thing in the movie. And then out of that... A lot of original content. Yeah. And then out of all of that, how do you expect loki to take over after that mm. no that, i mean that's another turn where it's like mm-hmm. oh because this happened boom loki right. and then right. see because that makes sense why you call captain marvel right because nick fury's like right. okay everybody i was gonna recruit <laughs> is dead now so yep. i only have her and i got lucky and found captain america right. those are the only two right and in that world i'm assuming scott lang doesn't become ant-man because right. he you know yeah so it's a little odd to me, and I, you know, I don't know. Just because episodes are released in a certain order does not mean they were produced in that yeah, order. Yeah, I think they right? changed the order too. Up. And, and so I don't know in the production process, but I think if if you're Marvel and you're going, hey, we want to make this a repeatable series where we're going to have seasons two, three, and beyond, you need to look at those three episodes and. That's what you need to use as your model going forward. Not, hey, let's just turn a mirror and now the boy becomes a girl with Captain Carter. Or it's a different character. Instead of Star-Lord, it's T'Challa. It's like, okay, that's that's cute, but it's not compelling. Correct. It's just not. If you want it to be compelling, you need to tell its own story in that half-hour, one-shot format. And that's great. Then if... You have fans that are latching onto it going, hey, that was fantastic. Now you can tell more of that in subsequent seasons. But I think they were just overall, again, I enjoyed the finale. I feel underwhelmed overall, particularly since they're saying this is canon. It's like, it doesn't feel like you're really committing to it, It, though. it, it is, like, but it isn't. I think I think we'll find out a lot in the Doctor Strange movie. I there. Right. It, it is, but it isn't. It does mean a lot, but it also doesn't because none of what we just saw in these episodes 
needs to show up in any Correct. way. In Doctor any of the Strange movies. Supreme is not showing up in the Spider-Man movie. I do not care what anybody says. I know Captain no. Carter's been hinted at for the Doctor Strange. That I could see, but more as a cameo. It's not going to... These people... Guys, these characters are not going to be significant. If, if it is... You can put me on the stick and roast me. I don't care. I'm not at that disagree. point. I, but I, I don't disagree. I, just, I, I think this is the realm for them to exist in, not to then transition over yeah, I just, to the I, MCU. That, that's why I don't get it. Like even calling it canon, like that doesn't need to happen. Just say no. This is just we're being creative. These are fun here. stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think you've got. So it almost feels like it's limiting them in that sense. Where they think, well, we got to be careful and kind of make sure these can tie into those movies. No, just cut the ties. Do a true. Like, lean into that premise of, well, what if something was dramatically different? Don't just, don't go soft on us here. Go big, be bold. And that's where I think those three episodes were, why they were so enjoyable. Yeah. Those are some bold diversions, uh, or sorry, diversions. Um, oof, struggling to find the right word there. But and anyway. I, th- I think they were playing it safe, too, because they didn't want anything of Phase 4 coming out. So I think they've already said that some of these Phase 4 movies will come into play in uh, the next season. So I'll be excited to see what they do there. Um, but And also, I feel like they played with a very limited pool of their characters. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. we didn't... We, we got Scott Lang one time. Yep. Uh, we got trying to think of some other characters that we got like we got wasp one time the, those were both in the in the zombie movie you know outside of that we didn't really see them we had bucky oh well, bucky had two like tony tony had some but he mm-hmm. wasn't significant player mm-hmm. he died nine times out of ten you had tony died a lot you in had hulk, series. he died often you had hulk get blown mm. up once yeah. and then he was also in the zombies right. so i mean like i like we didn't get much of falcon at all off the top of my head we, right. get, we got very in the zombies episode that was it we didn't really get wanda who was also in the zombies movie and that was yeah. it like yeah. a lot of the people that we didn't really there's so much potential for spider-man and we had him in the zombie movie and that was it yeah so i i think there's Hopefully they differentiate. Yep. Yeah, there's potential here. Um, I, I enjoyed the animated style. I heard a couple other folks say that they wish there would have been some variance in the animation styles, like you have different artists chipping um, in. That'd been that's, cool, but... That's fair. Like that, That's that's fair, um, but I liked this style enough to where I enjoyed that aspect throughout each Throughout each episode, I wasn't also, going. Yeah, this was kind of weak. This was well, or this was poorly done. I thought it was solid. I also think this is going to be the more viable option. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a cool premise, but man, just got to execute better. But just got to execute But in better. the end, like, it's still tied together. So to have all that different art, I feel like would have felt weird. Because agreed. I mean, agreed. into the Spider Verse, you had all your different vibes for for Spider Man. Mm-hmm where they kind of came from different worlds. I mean, right. Spider-Man Noir was black and white, and right. you had Spider-Him, who was dealing with all other animal characters, but they still had that same artwork. Where, yes. and it Because you have to have some consistency, otherwise it just looks jumbled. Agreed. I mean, yeah. yeah. Totally agree. So. Yeah. What was your, for you, what was your favorite episode, or favorite aspect of the show? My favorite episode? Yeah. 
That's a good question. I would have to think. Probably either... I really did like episode three. I'm, I'm going to try to stay away from episode four because, I mean, it was good, well, but it you. wasn't... Good on you. But I, that's like everybody's favorite. So I'd say, oh. epi- I'd say episode three. Yeah. Um, I think episode five with the zombies had good moments, but yep. not great, like... It was just a, enough. No. Like, yeah. having Bucky pick up the cat, picking up Cat's shield would have been way cooler in a different story. Like, it was still a cool nod, yeah. but it would have been so much cooler. That's an episode right there. Bucky becoming Captain America. But, again, uh. again, I regress. But I'd say episode three for me, and then probably, I really did like episode eight. Yep. Watching Ultron Vision come together and just dominate. He took over. Pretty wild. I mean, he, he yeah. got Galactus level. He was eating universes. I find that fat, like, I find it fascinating. I really do. I thought that was like a cool premise. Yeah. Where he just started jumping from multiverse to it multiverse. Was. It was a good premise. It was really well executed. How come we had a way better Ultron animated than we did in a movie? Can we talk about that? A lot more. Uh... So much cooler. The Ultron army actually made sense in this one <laughs> compared to the last one where it was just it was fodder. It a lot, lot more formidable. Yes. A lot more formidable. And and the biggest atrocity is the fact that you did not have James Spader come back and voice Ultron, so you can fight me on that one because that was bullshit, and you all know that. I'm done now. Go ahead. What was your favorite Wow, episodes? I love that. I love that. I love no, James Spader. I, I love the, the James Spader shout-out because he was tremendous. He's he was tremendous. The only cool thing about Ultron in that movie was James Spader. The I'm whole puppet. I enjoy that movie. I love whole, that movie. The whole love puppets it. line. So I'm not on board with Bash in the movie, but I love James Spader. The whole puppets love line it. was fantastic. I just... Yeah. My only beef with that movie, before we go back to that, <laughs> is Joss Whedon did not get... Joss Whedon followed the same freaking formula he did for the first one. That's my only premise there's a reason Joss Whedon is not making Marvel movies I anymore that. yeah but yeah like I wish I honestly wish instead of them fighting an entire robot army at the mm-hmm. end it would have been them versus him that's fair I wanted a one on six that's fair Ultron deserved better yep okay now go ahead yeah I really enjoyed the the finale I thought it was a lot of fun to see all the individual stories tie together that's great um you know you you made a great argument for episode three that's terrific Episode four was my favorite episode. I know that's a lot. That's a popular pick, but I'm just going to lay it right up in there. It it's was an great. easy pick. It's a layup. It was great. So a lot of potential there. I do hope it improves. I would like, because I will watch this if it improves. If it doesn't, quite frankly, I'll be like, ah, and, and just no thanks. I'll He's going to leave that on my shoulders, apparently. I will. I will. And then I'll let you tell me, hey, this is an episode worth watching, and I'll watch it. So there was... Out of all the seasons or all the TV series that Marvel has released so far, right? You've got the one, you've got one, the Vision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, and now What If? If Marvel wants us to take What If seriously, you got to be more bold. You got to, you got to try harder. It just felt like it was a little too easy to go. Let's just make a cartoon where it's similar but not that different so nobody will hate it they want to play safe yeah it felt too safe you got to be more aggressive uh and if you are i think you've got some again the premise is fantastic so you can crush it but if you don't because you're just weak 
Because this did not compete with any... It didn't compete with any of the live-action stuff we've had. No. It didn't compete. No, not at all. And it should compete. If they actually want to say, hey, this is canon, then let's... Animated is the way to go, though. They can just keep pumping those episodes out and not have to worry about actors coming together. Yeah. So good for them on that. I think that was smart. Right. Right. But... Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, my guy. That's that's I think that wraps her up. That's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good... Boy, a lot of good uh, Venom talk, a lot of good What If talk. So, absolutely out there. No, I think that's about it. Okay. Send uh, us home. Send us home. So, on that note, like always, follow, like, share, subscribe, talk to people about us, and tell us how cute we are, and we'll take that. all that fun jazz. We'll take and, that. Uh, you know, let, let them know about the energy that's in this gym. Mm, it's full. It's, it's full, full of good energy. You bet. Thanks for listening. We so, love you. Yep. Godspeed. Adios.